Good. All right, we're ready? Ready? Good morning, everybody. My name is Kyle Setchell. I uh, was looking around for anything related to IDM because I've been working on IDM uh, this year quite a bit and seeing it falling down repeatedly. I'm like, okay, you know what? I can't be the only guy. So that's kind of what precipitated this um, session. So let's get right into it. Uh, the session name is How to Keep IDM Standing, so that's pretty self-explanatory. And uh, a little bit about me. Uh, I work for a fintech company called Parity Technology Holdings. We are in the fintech world and uh, pretty much all the things you really need to know. My official title is Senior Cloud Engineer Team Lead. I tend to lead more into the team lead side, so I am... I've got about a team of five engineers that I work with. Obviously, a little bit of the expert splashing there. Uh, agenda. What is IDM? How is it typically deployed? And some of the architectural pieces of how it gets put together, very, very high level. Um, when it goes sideways, what are the kind of things that would make it go sideways? Uh, some of the big components in there that kind of fall over. And then a little bit of the remediation overview. So this is very much a more of a, hey, I'm going to talk to you about IDM, but I have such a short period of time. At the very, very end, I have a super dense slide of a whole bunch of links to keep it standing up. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to come talk to me about it later, and I'll get you a copy of the slide so you can have all the links, too, if you want. Uh, so IDM. Who here runs IDM? OK, we got, we got a few. So IDM is a. Better way of saying, besides the bastard child of Workspace One Access, for several reasons, as you guys are well aware. And uh, um, obviously, everybody knows that it's for authentication. Some people don't. But basically, you're, it's an intermediary for authenticating. So uh, IB, or VMware said, hey, I, we want to do something that plugs into some of our products and allows that one place to set up authentication. Instead of just dumping it on LDAP, you can have multiple authentication sources, and IDM would be the place that kind of channels it all in there. So deployment scenario. Most people use IDM through vRealize Suite Lifecycle Manager. So I am really focusing on that particular deployment scenario. Most people do IDM through that way, and as such, there is a, a focus of consume everything from an IDM perspective through vRealize Suite Lifecycle Manager. That is a little bit of a mouthful. So then once you do that, then you want to, uh, it's going to guide you through the process of, hey, let's stand up IDM. And they're like, well, do you want to do a cluster? And oh, cluster means HA. So yeah, I mean, three is better than one, right? We'll get to some of that fun later. And then on top of that, you're going to need to throw a load balancer in front of it. So Bring your low balancer. There's no low balancer to be had. Must have. So this is an extremely simplified version of what's going on. So if you're authenticating, you got Joku user. It's going to go through the load balancer, so it's going to drop it onto one of the one of the nodes of IDM. And then once you're off, then it's going to. I just use two, but um, you can off to VROPS, off to NSX Manager, uh, VRA, VRO. I think even two. Um, login site, I believe. So there's a couple of flavors there of places that you could auth to. vCenter is not one of them. So when it goes sideways, 
View Life Suite, Less Like a Manager is the master control program, so a little Tron reference. So with that, they want you to consume it through Viralize Suite, Lifecycle Manager, like I said before. But some of the th things under the cover is, is they decided in IDM, they, let's put in Postgres. So now we have Postgres on every single node. Okay, okay, we've got a database in there. All right, well, now we need Elastic. So now we need Elastic on all, all three of those pieces. And now we need some messaging components. Let's do RabbitQ on there. Most people don't think, I mean, maybe you guys might think so, but I think having those three major components in something as small as just like an auth appliance is a little bit heavy, and you are absolutely right. <laughs> so um, I wouldn't dream of putting all three of these in one product, but let's shove them all in there and see what happens. So now we have IDM stand up. IDM's great for the first week, maybe two weeks, three weeks, and then something happens. Maybe you have a host die. Uh, maybe somebody accidentally needs to move a VM around so they shut down one of your IDM nodes, which is a huge no-no. If you want to shut down anything in IDM, you have to go through View Realize Suite Lifecycle Manager, which has a shutdown option. But if you don't do that, now things are out of sync. So, and if you move two of them, now you've just lost quorum on a three-node cluster. And then when it comes up, it doesn't just figure it out. So there's a lot of things that break there. And usually, Postgres is the very first one that breaks. The other ones kind of come along later once you fix Postgres. And once you fix some of the problems with there, then you can just start uh, remediating like Elastic and RabbitMQ. Those things kind of fall into place. So, so when we talk about some of the common problems that we see besides those things falling over, the other things that we see a lot is, is um, the root, the admin, and the SSH user accounts. They're on extremely short leashes for expirations. And there's no nice, fancy way of it ever telling you that that's the case. So if those things get locked out, <laughs> uh, now you need to go into single user mode and reset passwords. So that's one of the very first get-go of being like, OK, if you guys are going to stand this up, immediately get logged into the appliance, change those expirations so that they're way out in the future, or just set it to zero, but I did not tell you to do that. Um, other common problems, I talked about the Postgres stuff, but a lot of the other problems that you'll see are sometimes they're not necessarily precipitated by anything, or they are precipitated by everything. Let's say you run out of disk space. Well, why would you run out of disk space? Uh, this is just doing auth logs. And the kind of the problems is, is you have, for example, NSX Manager, I talked a few slides ago. Uh, one of the things as part of the auth process that you're going to do is, is when you go to auth, it's going to uh, write up an API token to uh, the NSX ask, be like, OK, I, I want to authenticate um, and it asks for an API token. So it gets that token so it can communicate. Well, no, that token is good for quite a while. But there are some products like NSXT right now, for example, that every time it asks to get an API token, it should reuse it, but it doesn't. So in my particular case, the database size was like 30, 30 or 50 gigabytes. And it would fill up 30 gigs of API tokens in a database in a week. So we're like, and the only way that you would ever get to where it would truncate it those API tokens have to expire out, and that's not a short period of time. 
There's also a, a cleanup process that it also does in the database, but that takes 90 days before it starts rolling stuff over. So if you're filling stuff up in a week, it's, it's a problem. So then database fills up, IDM falls over, so now you need to figure out how to fix that. It's some of the links I have later. So this is, um, I got a little bit quicker here than I wanted to be, but this is uh, uh, the links that I wanted you guys to see to take away home with you. Some of these are quite lengthy, reedy reads, and usually the only time you're really going to go into them is when something has fallen over. And getting through these is, uh, take, you have to read it a couple times because they really condense a lot of the information there. But uh, I'll give a little bit of a, a, a go-round here. I mentioned earlier about the Postgres uh, SQL database increasing size because of the API tokens. That's how you expand it. And it talks briefly about what the API tokens and the problems that have with the API tokens. Uh, Postgres in general having issues, so let's say you lost quorum and you need to get it back. How do you promote something to be a master? How do you make sure these people are in standby? What happens if Postgres is, is down? What happens if there's inconsistencies? How do you fail over nodes? How do you force nodes to resync? This kind of stuff. Elastic. Elastic is usually just a weight game. Uh, it, you, for the elastic nodes to come up in each one, it's, it's 14 minutes. It's, it's no joke. There's a timer and it takes 14 minutes. Sometimes what happens there is, is, I don't know how much you know about Elastic, but this idea of how much each node's work is done, they talk about in shards. So when you start talking about, okay, we have these shards that need to get allocated to these nodes, and they need to be balanced out. So that's how you have fix on even shards. And then RabbitMQ is, is almost dead easy, but uh, it, it'll get you because IDM will work without RabbitMQ for a while, but there's obviously ways to fix it and just to make sure that the nodes are communicating with each other for some of the crosstalk stuff. And um, there's that more generic one that sometimes you see a lot around this config JSON file, which makes no sense about why they get, why it gets corrupted, nothing's happening, but it's just a generic JSON file and it'll just get bungled up with a bunch of junk in it and you don't know why. And then the, the error for it is, is C log for details. So that's not generic enough. Because I love generic errors. Do you guys like generic errors? All right. That's what I thought. All right. So <laughs> last but not least. So I, I went through this whole journey that I went through, I ran into a guy at GSS. His name is Vignesh. And uh, Vignesh, I guess he treats it as like a I don't know, he almost become a darling of his, so he and I know each other by first name at GSS. <laughs> but, um, but last but not least, if you don't like it, you can always go into Vue Suite Lifecycle Manager. If something's broken, you just can't fix it, you just blow it away in there and redeploy it. So there, there is an option to, uh, if all else fails. And uh, obviously, uh, I have a survey out there, so please say something awesome. Um, but you guys got a minute and a half? Anything? Questions there? <laughs>